Welcome into the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah Prime and LQ. It's been a while since everybody's been been back, but uh, we have a lot to get to today. It's It was a very uh, eventful week two of the NFL season. A lot of storylines, a lot of injuries, a lot of news to get to, so we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with Thursday night, the Bucker, Buccaneers at the Panthers. Uh, Buccaneers won 20-14. to 14. A lot of questions coming out of this game from Cam Newton, who did not look like himself. 25 for 51, 333 yards. It seems like it seems like it may be time for Cam to start thinking about potentially retiring from the NFL just because his shoulder isn't right. He now has a foot problem. But I want to start with you, Michael. What did you make of this game and what did you make of what do you make of this Cam situation? Um, I mean, bro, you really hate to see it with a talent like Cam Newton, bro, just because when Cam Newton is healthy, obviously, and I guess when they actually use him, allow him to trust his arm, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, as far as the game goes, it was a pretty close game. Uh, Tampa Bay came out on top. Um, but my biggest thing is, I mean, yes, this is Jameis Winston's first win of the season, but for them to be successful, they're going to keep this going. I don't know if they can. Uh, I just, you know, I just, I really hope, what I got away from this is I just really hope Cam Newton just finds a way to get back to what he can because right now it's not looking too good. LQ? Uh, I was a little disappointed at what I seen from the Panthers on Thursday night. Uh, they didn't play a bad game week one versus the Rams, but it was definitely uh, some form of digression when it came to their offense. And they just couldn't seem like they can get anything going. Um, as far as that last play, I didn't think it was a bad play call. I just think that the execution was horrible. But um, that's Ron Rivera for you. So. Uh, I just feel like Cam, if you don't got it, just, you know what I'm saying, take some time to see if you could get it back. And if you if it's gone, man, just just let it go, man. There's no point of tarnishing the career that you've had up to this point going out like this. Prime? At this point, Cam just needs to retire or he needs to go to a different team because the Panthers are obviously keep rushing him back. He had the foot problem in the preseason, and then if it, then it, 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 he re-injures the same foot. I just feel like the medical team over there is just rushing him back, and the Panthers are just so eager to win games. And I don't even think they have the roster to even contend to win the division. So I don't know what the problem is going over there, but they had no reason to lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that that's exactly where I was going. I think it's it's time for Cam. Um, it just feels like he hasn't been right since the Super Bowl. I don't want his like his legacy to just go down the drain. It, he doesn't look right at all. Uh, just wide open players, he's missing them. Either take a full year off, uh, let uh, who's the, I don't even know who the backup for the Panthers. I think you got Will Greer. From, yeah, from uh, uh, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, so let him take over for the year. Like you said, uh, Prime, they don't have a team to compete to the, win the division anyway. Take a year off. Get right mentally, physically, and everything. Stop rushing. There's there's no need. If you have to move to another team, request a trade and do it. But this coming back early, barely being able to throw a ball, and then saying I have to take a good look at myself in the mirror, take this time and don't play if you're not ready. And it's looking right now, he didn't show up to practice today, that he may not play uh, this weekend. Moving on from the Bucks and the Panthers to the 49ers and the Bengals, 41-17, Jimmy G starting to look like um, the Jimmy G that we expected 
when he was traded from the Patriots. 17 for 25, 297, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, I'll start with you, LQ, here. Where do you think that this 49ers team can go, and do you see him as a sneaky contender maybe in the NFC West? Looking by the way the division is going, everybody is going in the right direction. Um, we had a lot of questions about the Cardinals, but the way their offense is looking, they're not going to win a division by any stretch of the imagination, but they're definitely going to contend and win a few games. Uh, as far as the 49ers, their ceiling to me is probably maybe the second best team in the division. I don't think they'll ever eclipse the Rams as the best team in that division. Michael? Yeah, man. Uh, it's good to see Jimmy G at, you know, this level. Uh, three touchdowns is nothing, like, it's nothing shabby at all, bro. 17 for 25 is not shabby at all. Um, the 49ers look like a pretty good offense. Uh you had two touchdowns from running back and things like that. Uh, touchdowns with Debo Samuel. So, you know, it's looking good. And I hope to see this, uh, hope to see them keep going. As far as the uh, Eagles go, just to touch on them, it's like they, it is not a good football team, and the defense lets them down a lot. So, I mean, that happens. But when the 49ers are rolling like this, it's hard to stop a team. Prime. Uh, Jimmy G looks good. Uh, they're not going to be able to contend. Uh, they're going to be the third best team in that division. Uh, I actually think the Seahawks are the best team in that division. The Rams, I just don't trust Jared Goff, especially from what I said in the Super Bowl. But they're just going to be there. I'm going to compare them to on a good day. They're going to be like the Portland Trailblazers. They're going to be really good, but they're just not going to be able to get over that hump because they have two dominant teams in that division. But overall, it's good to see Jimmy G progressing since he had the injury to his ACL. Do you think that they can make a playoff push? Like, potentially sneak into a wild card three teams from the NFC West? Nah, because you still got teams like Green Bay and uh, the Bears are fighting for that division. And whoever doesn't win that, I think, could get the wild card. You can't sleep on Minnesota right now and the way that Dalvin Cook's playing. Uh, yeah, you got Billy. the Cowboys, Eagles. Mm-hmm. You just, it's just too many teams. Too deep. Yeah. yeah, so it looks like, like maybe they're the seventh or eighth team. Uh, odd yeah. man out. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good rebuilding year, definitely. Um, and they'll take another step, and I think next year they could probably uh, find themselves in the playoffs. The Chargers and the Lions played. Um, I mean, do we have anything we really want to talk about? The Chargers and the Lions, uh, 13 to 10. Phillip Rivers is – I mean, I think we had our, this discussion about a year ago about Phillip Rivers, whether he was a great, elite, what, whatever quarterback you put him in. And he was 21 for 36, 293 in a pick. Uh, I'll start with you here, Prime. Is it – is this – we're going to talk about the Oak Four class in general, but is Phillip Rivers in his decline, and how many years do you think he has left? Phillip Rivers is definitely in the decline. Uh, last year was the best team he ever had. And he wasn't able to get it done. Now you lose. I mean, obviously, uh, Eckler, Austin Eckler is doing a great job, but you lose Melvin Gordon. You, Derwin James isn't isn't there. It's just, it's not a good mix right now. You lose uh, Tyrell Williams, who's uh, been a good pickup for the Raiders right now. Uh, you lose, you know, uh, Hunter Henry, who's always hurt. Austin, uh, Antonio Gates isn't. He isn't there or. 
he isn't young anymore. It's just about that time where they need to find that backup quarterback, and we don't know that, but they need to get into the market and be able to find somebody new like the Giants did. Like, Phillip Rivers, I mean, he's a good quarterback, but like I said, he's had the LT teams, and now he's had this team, and he continuously gets uh, punished by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, so he, he's definitely on the decline. Michael? Yeah, man. I mean, unfortunately, Phillip Rivers is a quarterback that, yes, he's great, but he's always had a good running game to supplement him and kind of help him, you know, just balance things out. Uh, we can go all the way back, like Ant mentioned, the LT days. Uh, right now, he has Melvin Gordon. Well, he should have Melvin Gordon. I really think they missed Melvin Gordon. Um, the Chargers, I mean, Ant made a lot of great points, bro. The Chargers are missing a lot um, right right now. The only offensive weapon really is Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. What else are you really getting from this team? I mean, Phillip Rivers, he I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. He's probably in the decline, but his weapons aren't there, and the team is just kind of missing that firepower. So we're going to see how it goes, but this one-on-one Chargers team doesn't really look that good. So, LQ? Um, not to call the Chargers a dynasty, but I feel like they've had the same entire team since Phillip Rivers has been there. Um, you know what I'm saying? You have the middle of the pack defense that sometimes is above average. You have the star running back. You have at least one, if not elite, you can put him, you know what I'm saying? Top 10, yeah. top 15 conversation. He's had that his whole career. Um, we, we've seen the best of him. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really think anybody's expecting him to win a championship in his last year and a half he got left. You know what I'm saying? It's not looking good for those 0-4 quarterbacks <laughs> right now. But um yeah, man, I, I don't I don't know what he's playing for other than uh you know what I'm saying some brownie points for Ken. Yeah, uh I was I was actually a big proponent of Philip Rivers was a really good quarterback. Just unfortunate that he was in a wrong era with Tom Brady. Basically the same as Charles Barkley with like Michael Jordan and all those players. Um but I think it's time. It's starting to get to that to that stage where it's like, ooh, this is starting to become real tough to watch. So, losing to the Lions, it's not a good look. I don't, I, I don't know if they if they they barely beat the Colts last week with Jacoby Brissett. So that's they should have lost. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, yeah, they they should have lost. That's two games right there that it's not looking too great. You got the Texas next Texans next week, uh, and I mean. The Texans haven't looked amazing, but they've looked a lot better than the Chargers. So I think Phillip Rivers maybe has one or two years. If if you can get lucky, maybe in this uh, in a year from now when Trevor Lawrence is ready to to come out, you can maybe package up something, try to move up and get a quarterback for the future. But like we said, this 0-4 class is starting to to hit a serious decline, and we can definitely see it from Phillip Rivers. Moving on to the Packers and the Vikings. Packers put up 21 quick points, but didn't score uh, after that, didn't score in the second half. Vikings made their way back, but of course, Captain Kirk threw an interception in the fourth quarter. What's new? The $84 million man, all guaranteed. Not clutch again. Two interceptions, one TD, 14 for 32. I know we talked about it early in the uh, in our preview pod about is the is the contract already not worth it, but I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and this offense. Do you think it has made improvements from last year with LaFleur and uh, Aaron Rodgers? 
And do you think that they have a possibility to be a Super Bowl contender? I'll start with you, Michael. Um, I think it's made improvements in the sense that it's a lot just cleaner in what they do. Uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't – I mean, at least this game against the Vikings, he didn't have a statistically amazing game. He had a clean game, uh, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the – I mean, the Green Bay Packers are just a team that's getting it done right now at 2-0. Uh, the week one game wasn't the most miraculous game, but they got it done. Same really in week two. Uh, as far as Captain Kirk goes, bro, I mean, <laughs> you, dog, we kind of, we've been speaking this into existence. It's Kirk Cousins. And the games that matter, has he ever really showed up? He called himself an 8-8 quarterback. He, yes, it was a joke, but, I mean, this is what he just brings to the table, so. With Captain Kirk there, bro, with Kirk Cousins, you're not going to get a lot done, in my opinion. Dalvin Cook looked amazing. Um, Diggs had a touchdown in his game back. But after that, Vikings got to be better. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we do from both sides. But I don't think Kirk Cousins, he's not worth it, bro. Prime. Kirk Cousins ain't worth the money because the, the contract is fully guaranteed. I don't understand – What's going on with Kirk Cousins? He sucks. Defense. Yeah, he sucks, bro. You have a defense. <laughs> you got a running back. You got two elite wide receivers. I mean, if you want to call Diggs elite, you can. If you don't, yeah, that was the Redskins, bro. I'm not going to argue with you. You got Kyle Rudolph. What else you need, bro? I mean, oh, line got better too. Your he defense, got the. I would say he got the line. Yeah, your defense shut down Aaron Rodgers in the whole second half, and you failed to win the game. Like that's your man, so. Well, speaking on the Packers side, the defense is good, but now the offense is just eh. It's it's like it's done reversed. It's it's. I mean, obviously, great defense can win you a Super Bowl. And he's playing solid. It's not the Aaron Rodgers we know, so we're not getting excited about it. He's not making the tremendous throws that he usually does. It's just he's playing solid quarterback play. And looking at this offense, that's what we're going to have to get used to because coming from the Titans, he had an you know, average, below average quarterback with Marcus Mariota. So we're just going to have to get used to these type of games or Aaron Rodgers because the type of system that LaFleur just came from with the Titans. But if they can continue to get good play from the defense, then the Packers will definitely be a contender in the NFC. Thank you. Uh, Y'all know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, man. Every year you got Aaron Rodgers, I feel like you're a contender. Um, This year, as far as the way that the offense looked, uh, as Micah said, it it has looked cleaner. As far as efficiency, they can do a few things to – get a little more efficient. Uh, I like the, the two tight ends that, that they ran last week, and they did a, a few things with getting Geronimo Allison a little more involved. So if they can continue to flex around their players a bit that way, I feel like they could open their offense up a little more and things could look a little good for Aaron Rodgers. As far as this play-action game with Aaron Jones is concerned, if he could – muster at least one game with 120 yards it could be effective but outside of that nobody's buying that run game um their defense has improved i I like that secondary a lot um as far as the vikings like you guys said it's the same old kirk um i don't know what the vikings were expecting by signing him but uh 
that first week they passed the ball, I think, ten times. Ten times, yep. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, a recipe. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> you know? So if they could keep that recipe going, maybe that's what they need. But uh, as you guys said, it's not looking like Kirk's the answer right now. Yep, I totally agree. I mean, I didn't want us to sign Kirk to a crazy deal. Uh, if he's going to throw ten times, most likely you're going to win that game because the defense is – I mean, the running game is going crazy. Um, on the Packers side, it's still, it's still a new offense that everybody's getting used to. I think they're going to be totally fine. I like the Packers' defense a lot. Last time, like we said, last time Rodgers had a defense, it was a Super Bowl season. So, right now, I mean, looking at every NFC team, I like the Cowboys, I like the Eagles, but I'm putting the Packers and the Rams, obviously. I'm putting the Packers right at the top for me as my uh, number one Super Bowl contender to see if we can get a Rodgers and Brady Super Bowl. That'll be uh, real nice. Moving on to Colts and Titans. Uh, I feel like this game is the same every single year. It's just 1917 one way or 1917 the other. Uh, Colts won this. <laughs> Colts won this 1917. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looked impressive. Three touchdowns, uh, one pick. Mariota, uh, Mariota line, 19 for 28, 154 and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, I guess the question could be who, who wins the AFC South, uh, uh, the Texans. Uh, almost lost to the Jags. It looks like all the teams are, are pretty close with each other. The Jags, obviously, now we'll talk about it, uh, potentially losing Jalen Ramsey. But who is has there been a, a front runner for the AFC South this year? I'll start with you, uh, Prime. Um, I mean, not really. I mean, if you want to say the Texans because they what they did week one against the Saints, you can say that, but if you want to go off this week, nobody really made, like, an outstanding type of victory where he's like, oh, yeah, they're going to win the division. This division is still going to be up for grabs. This is, like, the worst division in football, but it's, like, not the worst division, but it's the most boring division. Yep. Like, yeah. Nobody cares about the AFC South for some odd Those rivalries. Like, like, nobody cares. Like, it's just a bunch of average teams – well, not average, but it's just like they just boring. They like, like, <laughs> nobody cares about these teams. Like the Texans are a Super Bowl contender. If you would have had Nick Foles still out there, they could obviously potentially make some noise. Andrew Luck retires. It's just like it's always some. Like, but if I had to bet my money, I'm gonna bet on the Texans and Deshaun Watson. But like, if the Colts win it, you're not gonna be surprised. If the Titans even win it, you're not gonna be surprised. So like. I mean, I'm just going to have to go with the Texans. But overall on the game, Jacoby Brissett has just proven at this point uh, that he wants to be a starting quarterback in the league and hopefully that the Colts don't try to go into the market or into the draft and try to get a quarterback, even though he signed an extension. He's still playing for his job. He still can get cut or traded or even become a backup. So he's just proven at this point he could be a starting quarterback. Michael? Is that really – I mean – is there really a front runner for this division? Nah, not really, bro. Uh, both teams played the same game this weekend. Uh, a two-point game and a one-point game. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was only only one team had passed over 200 yards, and it was the most unlikely team. It was the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe. So, I mean, what's really going on, bro? I mean, there's not really a front runner. None of these teams seem like they want it. Um it should be the Texans, like Ann said. I mean, if we're going to go by like conventional wisdom or whatever, the Texans probably do stand out the most 
because they have the most talent to stand out. But, I mean, don't be surprised if, like, a Colts do some weird thing and their defense plays lights out. Darius Leonard has, like, an all-defensive player of the year type season. And then Jacoby Brissett just game manages his way to, like, a wild card or some crazy some like something crazy like that. But, I mean, this division right now is just stagnant. Ant mentioned, I mean, dog, it's pretty boring. I mentioned they said they played the same game. So, I mean, that's really all I have to say. I just hope one of these teams stand out. Thank you. They're all going eight and eight. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> nah, I, don't. I mean, it's, it's it's beating a dead horse, man. It's like they're all the same team at this point. I really want the Texans to stand out. I feel like they have the most talent on offense outside of all of these groups. Um, I it's between the Colts and the Jags as far as the defense. Uh, I'm not trying to sleep on the Titans, but we we've seen this movie too many times uh, where we see the Titans play a complete game a few weeks and then they go back to the Earthy Titans. Man, they put a beating on the Browns that first game, but you see what happened last week. So it's like, who do you trust in this in the in this AFC South? Yeah. I don't really know what else to add. Uh, nothing really I even want to say. <laughs> Colts, Colts are – they have a good defense. Jacoby Reset can game manage. Uh, Titans, like you said, we've seen this movie. I, I would move on from Mariota, but that offense has is, is been the same for the past couple of years. That's that's about it. I, I mean, Texans are good, probably going to win uh, the division, and maybe the Colts can sneak in, but I don't really see anything from any, – anything serious coming out of this division. Uh, moving on to the Patriots and the Dolphins, 43-0. The question oh. I have for this, uh, Antonio Brown, obviously his debut. Good Lord. The question I have for this one, I have seen this everywhere. What is more likely, a 19-0 and season from the Patriots or an 0-16 season from the Dolphins? I'll start with you all, Q. Oh, man. The only reason why I would say the 0-16 season from the Dolphins is because one of those last two weeks and I think they played the Jets and the Dolphins back to back the Patriots doing those last two weeks. I don't I don't think they're gonna care about either one of those two games because the number one seed should be locked up at that point. So <laughs> I think Jared Stidham goes out there and tries his best in the thirty five thirty one shootout with Sam Darnold. Okay. Okay. And what do you think about uh A B's first game with the Pats? As a, um, as a, man, <laughs> listen, I'm going to keep it real brief, man. I, I wish Antonio Brown the best, man. Um, I, I feel like he's in a really different situation. I don't know if they're going to utilize him weekly, but I know the, his tenure there, he will be a decoy. Rather, if it's on the left side, the right side, in the slot, in the backfield, regardless, he causes attention, and that attention is taken off of Edelman, Josh Gordon, or whomever else it might be. Bill Belichick is a genius. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, I really want to shout out their defense. Uh, the last couple weeks, they haven't allowed a touchdown to this point yet. I know they've yep. only played the Steelers and Dolphins. Not saying much on offense with those two teams, but hey. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> uh, Michael, what are you thinking about uh, 0-16 versus 19-0? Hey, bro. I mean, everybody at least wins one game, unless you're the Browns or the Lions. So, like, give me the 19-0 Patriots. Uh, I feel like if we're going to talk about similarities to what the 07-08 team was, I mean, this team could be that. 
they're on pace right now. They're at least in this week, they're kind of doing what they used to do back in those early weeks in the season, back in those seven, just completely like decimate teams. And of course, this is the tanking Dolphins with players that want to get traded and you know all this whatever they're doing down there, bro. But the Pats, man, I mean. They're doing it. They got A.B. Uh, hey, okay, you made a great point about A.B. being a diversion. Uh, when you have a guy like A.B. out there, bro, it's kind of like a guy like when they had Randy Moss out there. I guess it, you kind of take the attention away from other things, but at the same time, that's still A.B. I feel like he'll go off. They're going to start working him in maybe in the next couple of weeks, and he's going to start putting up some great numbers. Uh, I think his tenure is going to be really, really good. For both sides, they might get a championship out of this, so we'll see. But I think this is the good, uh, perfect location for him um, as far as, like, you know, everything else that's going on. Uh, if he gets through that, then I feel like he'll be a great fit with the Patriots. Prime? I'm going to go – it's more likely for the 0-16 Dolphins only because, I mean, the Patriots have a cakewalk until they hit – Like week Browns. 10? Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, Browns, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and Texas, the Chiefs. That is a mm-hmm. slaughter of games. And I cannot say 100% they're going to beat all those teams. It's just like, that's a little brutal point. That's like five straight like contenders, playoff contenders, Super Bowl contenders right there. So if somehow they come out of there. Undefeated in that little stretch, they will go undefeated. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins just don't got no heart. They don't got nut like they not. It don't look like they plan for anything. Like they play for two. They play for two. Like, That's what they're playing for. Me as a player, bro, ain't no way I could just continuously get demolished every single week and not care. You plan oh, for I'm your job. I'm requesting like, a trade. You plan for your livelihood, so. But at the end of the day, they don't have they had they have talent in the back end with this trader of Minka Fitzpatrick. But I don't know what's gonna get it done. Like you got Brian Flores, he's a defensive coordinator, and yet the defense is getting forty ball every weekend. So I don't understand what's going on, but I think it's more likely they go not to win a game than the Patriots go undefeated. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you there. Uh, 0-16 just because it seems like they, they traded away any piece that could any piece that could do something for them. They they said, all right, you, you can go. Uh, the Patriots, like you said, that, that last couple of weeks is it's going to be super tough with their schedule and the Dolphins. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, two, uh, two pick sixes. Uh, Josh Rosen didn't do any better. He had an interception. So quarterback-wise, you're not getting anything in the defense is going to be gassed with the three and out every single, uh, almost every single drive. So I think I'll probably end up going with Dolphins 0-16 over Pat's undefeated season. And with A.B., if he's able to get through his uh, current situation, it's going to work out perfectly. Since he got traded, we haven't heard a peep from A.B. It's been other stories coming out from other people, but A.B. has been quiet. He's been staying at the Patriots facility late with uh, Jared Stidham getting his reps in and learning this playbook. And he was able to produce. He had a touchdown, about 50-something yards, four receptions. I think that's what you're going to get. Uh, if Tom Brady wants to go and feed him for 100 yards, it will happen too. So if he's able to get through his current situation, that's going to work perfectly uh, for the Patriots, and they'll pick up his option 
for next year. Moving on to the Bills and the Giants, uh, came out today that Daniel Jones is the starter for the Giants now. The Eli Manning era is over. Buffalo Bills are surprisingly 2-0, but I want to talk about uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants. Do you think that this was the right move to go to Daniel Jones so early? I'll start with you, Brian. It was the best move. He should have started since week one. But you want to talk about the Dolphins? And not winning a game, bro. <laughs> it could be possible that the Giants don't win the game this year. That defense is worse. <laughs> that defense is worse than the Dolphins, bro. Like I understand they're holding teams, you know, thirty-five. Then the Bills score twenty-eight, but they made Josh Allen look elite. They made Josh Allen look like he could throw the ball. Okay? <laughs> Everybody want to have these jokes about Lamar Jackson and the running back. Josh Allen is the running back of that draft class, okay? Uh, the Giants, <laughs> they just the, – I know they got Saquon, so, yes, they'll have a chance to get one or two games because he's just going to go off. But even then, bro, you got Bucks, Redskins, Vikings, Patriots. You got Kyler, Detroit, uh, Cowboys again. Hopefully, they got the Jets. Hopefully, uh, Sam Donald's mono is gone. Then you got the Bears, Packers, Eagles, and then you got Giants versus Dolphins. So, hey, that might be that might be the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you got Redskins, the Eagles. Like, there's no cakewalk. I mean, even, like, the the, the, least, the least game that they probably could win is the Dolphins. But, I mean, you can't sleep on the Cardinals. They, their offense is definitely legit. You got the Redskins, who's way better than, you know, giving credit for. I just think that they should have started him from week one. It's no point to keep having Eli out there. He's not going to do anything. At least Daniel Jones, you know, can use his legs, can, uh, you know, he can make some some throws right now. Probably Eli can't do. So they should have been started this. Eli – He's just holding on to them two rings by beating Tom Brady. If Eli had one ring, He's he not, would not be nope. here right now. It's just the fact he beat Tom Brady twice. That's the reason why he's still on the team. And uh, concerning the Bills, do you think they can make any noise, or do you think they just got lucky with the nah, the Jets and the Giants? <laughs> they they not doing nothing. Yeah, they just been playing in New York, bro. They yeah. they not doing nothing. All right, <laughs> Michael, what are your thoughts on on Daniel Jones being the starter? I mean, it's about time, bro. I mean, they should have drafted Haskins, first of all, but they drafted Daniel Jones, you feel me? I mean, the intention was at least what I think, if you're going to draft a first-round quarterback, I think you start on week one usually. Um, you know, I guess they were trying to let Eli Manning go out in his pride and his dignity, you know, two rings and all that. But he sucks, bro, straight up. We known he was, like, terrible for the last, what, two years now? Yep. Since really that thirty pick season, it ain't it ain't been nothing to be smiling about in New York. Good God, thirty picks, bro! Jesus. Wait, twenty picks, Good my bad. I, was twenty? It was twenty. I, I sized it. My bad. I felt like <laughs> that 30, twenty bro. felt like thirty. Yeah, that twenty felt like thirty. You feel me? But bro, Eli Manning is just not the answer anymore. If you ask Giants fans, I'm sure they're happy about this. Um, it's time, bro. I mean, I don't know if Daniel Jones is the answer. We want to find out. I mean, he looked decent in the preseason. It seems like they have a certain way to maximize his talents on the field. I don't know if that's enough to win over six games, but we'll see. Uh, as far as the Bills go, just to touch on them, I mean, yes, in the last two weeks they look good. Josh Allen has looked, you know, all right. It's still the Bills. Let's, let's not, you know, 
it's not start talking about like playoffs. They still have to go through like you know the page. No, not the Patriots. Everybody else. But no, yeah, the Patriots, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had to go through the Patriots. What am I thinking? So yeah, uh, let's just pump the brakes on the Bills right now. Yeah, and uh, going to your uh, Eli Manning, his his career high for interceptions in the season is twenty seven. So oh, it was thirty. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were you were off there. <laughs> Alex, what are your thoughts on on both of those teams? Um, not much to say on the Bills. I just want to shout out my boy uh, Cole Beasley and John Brown. They over there uh, running them routes, doing some good things over there, making that boy Josh Allen look good. Um, shout out my man Devin Singletary. He is looking good on the fantasy front. Um, as far as Eli and these Giants, man, uh, one of you guys sent the stat earlier. I don't know who that was, but um, since 2017, the Cleveland Browns <laughs> are eight. 25 and 1. Those New York football giants are 8 and 26. Yeah. If there was ever a time to make a decision, that time was years ago. Um, So it's a great decision that they're making it now, man. Uh, Got to take control of the future eventually. Uh, we learned that lesson the hard way, I feel like. <laughs> uh, Daniel Jones, it's time. Eli Manning, thanks for coming. Uh, you had a couple of years. I think that he held on. Uh, they held on for two years too long, but it's okay. I mean, they're they're tanking this season. This is going to be good. I think it's a great quarterback class that's coming out. So you get to learn about your your quarterback this year. Um, we saw it last year that just because you drafted somebody in the first round the year before doesn't mean that they're going to be your quarterback. Uh, Josh Rosen didn't perform. They got the number one pick, and Kyler Murray came in and took that job. So. The more time you have to evaluate, the better. I think um, if the Redskins do lose this week, I would love the same situation for Haskins. Uh, yeah, he'll be put through the fire, but let's evaluate and see what we have. If we think that there's a better option in the draft, go ahead and do it. If not, then you keep you keep with your our quarterback. So I think, I think it's a great situation all around uh, for the Giants. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, they're a frisky team. I mean – they have the Bengals next week. That could be a 3-0 start. You got the Patriots, obviously, you're going to lose, but the Titans after the Dolphins. So that's another two wins that you have. The Eagles, that's probably a loss. They can beat the Redskins. The Browns so, will look crazy. What, 6-3? 6-3? Six and, three? Six, six and three Exactly. Yeah, so that's a that's a, a nice little team. And they have oh, yeah, about to set them up. Oh, <laughs> All them teams you just said the they round. should beat. It's not going to happen. They'll get beat. I mean, all of that to get 40 piece of arrowhead. <laughs> hate to see it. Watch the Redskins put up 30 on them, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think it's impossible that they can, they can make some noise in, uh, in the AFC, but Josh Allen, I don't know if he's, he's a quarterback of the future or anything, but he's gotten the job done the past two weeks. I know we just want you to start LQ, but I got to again. It's that time. Uh... Seahawks and Steelers, 28 to 26. Obviously, Big Ben done for the season, maybe done for his career. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it to you. you. Just go. You can talk. Whatever you got, man. Is this this is a safe place? Can I vent here? Yeah, you can vent. I gotta let it all out, man. Yep. <laughs> all right, bro. Um, this is this is my funeral and my ode to the to the killer bees, man. Uh, Ben, Boswell, Bell, Brown, I appreciate your services. Even Bryant, you honorary B for that year that you were sober. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, 
I don't know, man. This is a different direction that we're going in. As far as the defense, we have a plethora of first-round picks from the corner <laughs> position to the safety position to the linebacker down to the DNs. We have first-rounders everywhere, and we can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> On offense, we have people like Dante Montecrief who can't catch shit inside of a diaper. <laughs> um, it's, it's not looking good in the Berg right now, man. Uh, one thing that I am happy about, I've always been one for the uh, – Jalen Samuels and Mason Rudolph regiment. So, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, charging forward, these guys lead the way. But as of right now, this 0 2 start with uh, San Francisco this weekend is, is not looking the best, man. Uh, um, what, are, what were your thoughts on Minka, too? Uh, the, the Minka deal, that's, that's really nice. That's that's really nice, but um, in our division we have a guy named Baker Mayfield and a MVP candidate and Lamar Jackson over there, and uh, we had Bud Dupree on a quarterback spy. And um, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that it's going to be a rough, rough season for us. Uh, <laughs> Prime, what are your thoughts about your division rival Steelers and uh, this ONG start? Nobody expected this. <laughs> you did. Oh, no, you did. We you all did. did. <laughs> you did. Hey, they Steelers, bro. <laughs> all right, look. The the era is over for Big Ben. He wants to say he wants to come back, and I don't know, man. Tom Brady needs to retire because everybody just think they could play until they old and brittle, but. You got Mason Rudolph. Let the man play. Let, let give him the keys to the castle. I don't know. I don't know what the Steelers were thinking. They're giving him a three year, a big Ben, a three year extension before the season started. Like he not forty five. Um, James Conner looks looks like a deer in headlights. He can't do anything on the ground. He's hurt again, I believe, too. Right? Dante Moncrief, I was told, was going to be really good. <laughs> On this looked, podcast. He looked, he looked all right with Blake Bortles. So, you know, when Big Ben, he's going to look really good. Uh, Juju is finally getting to see what it looks like to be a number one receiver. It's a little harder when you're not going to get some number twos and number threes. Um, you, uh, The defense, like always, you know, they're trying to get the steel current back, but they keeping them blinds wide open because <laughs> everybody, they know whatever they want on the dang Steelers. I don't understand. They need to get Dick LeBeau back or something because Mike Tomlin is supposed to be an expert on defense, but the defense can't do nothing no more. So, the Mickey Fitzpatrick deal was a good deal, but it's just like, they made it at the wrong time to get a DB. You should have got a DB at that caliber when you had the killer bees. You just gave up a potential top 10 pick. That's what I was about to say. That could be top five, man. All right, all right, all right. So, (laughs) in terms of that pick, the reason why I'm okay with it is because I feel like Minka is probably better than whoever we would have drafted, considering that we drafted Artie Burns. Jerry Judy? (laughs) With a top 20 pick. What if you get your hands on Jerry Judy? Now we don't miss it. that wide receiver, bro. We can get a wide receiver in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. I, I'm not missed on Dante Moncrief. <laughs> <laughs> so we ain't drafting. That was signed. That's that's a little different. You know, all right, all right. So now the era is just over. They just they gotta rebuild. 
They gotta see what they got in Mason. I think he's gonna be promising. You got the old teammate with James Washington. Uh, Benny Snell looked all right. Uh, they at this point they just fighting with the Bengals for fourth place. Ooh, oh Lord! <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know about fourth place for Michael. Michael, what come you on, think? bro. They not. They not. The the Bengals have looked better than the Steelers. Oof. If you want to go off these two games. Oh, I mean, but the, the, wait, wait, wait. The Bengals <laughs> also didn't play the Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I don't think, I don't think the Steelers are as, as bad when as they They did play looked. the Seahawks, but they did not They play did play the Seahawks. They lost by, like, they lost by one point. And we lost by two. I mean, what's more? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. All right, bro. Uh, yeah, man, the Steelers, bro. I mean, this sucks to see Ben. Also, just flatline his career at this moment. Uh, shout out to the 04 class. When I think we got what one more mention of him. Yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, I mean, the Steelers, bro. I wish they would have got Minka at an earlier time. That first round pick. I mean, yes, maybe you say, well, we don't need a quarterback because we have Mason, or we don't need a running back because we have James Conner or something like that. But you don't know what you could do with that first round pick. Um, Minka is a great player, though. Um, so we'll see what that really turns out to be. Uh, as far as, you know, the defense and kind of just, like, them not really stopping anything, I, I thought they would be a little bit better than they are. Uh, they let Russell Wilson pass 300 yards on them, which it's not really – you know, that's Russell Wilson, bro. Like, it's not just – he doesn't get those type of games all the time. So, uh, the Steelers, man, just – I don't think they'll be a terrible team in the division. I think they can still muster uh, – Six and ten, you know. You know. This I mean, week, I had too. Eight and eight. This week too, man. I, I had, Look, you had them eight and eight with Big Ben. Yeah, all right. They so go five and eleven. Mason, if Mason <laughs> Rudolph gets y'all to six and ten, that's a great season for y'all. No cap, that's cool. Y'all have a first round <laughs> pick anyway, so y'all don't even need to worry about draft placement. Like y'all might as well just try. Ooh, look at their schedule. Look uh, at their schedule. Let's revisit the schedule. All right. You got, the ni- you got the Niners coming up. You can get them an L. Yeah. You got the Bengals. W. Let's give, let's give them that game if you want. One and three. Monday Night Football at Pittsburgh. They got something to prove. Yep. You got this. You got the Ravens. L. L. One and four. Chargers. L. One and five. Dolphins. W. Twin L. Rams. L. Browns. L. Bengals. Browns. I give them an L. Cardinals. Dub. <laughs> They'll beat the Cardinals. Wait, wait, where? I give you a W against the Cardinals. It's in Arizona against Arizona. Oh, but I don't know because that I ain't gonna lie. That Cardinals. Hey, right now, right now, bro. Running gun. They they had hey. they they throw the yard. They throw the ball fifty yards down the field. They still Kyle trying Murray to they, up they there. Hurry up, offense. Right now, you, you got the me? Bills. You, you All right, so just Josh Allen. Three and thirteen is what you're saying. <laughs> with no That's first round hearing. pick. With no first round pick. <laughs> three and thirteen with no, with no first, first rounder. Oh, <laughs> that would get Mike Tomlin fired, bro. Oh, Mike Tomlin about to be on the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. Some serious guy Yeah. Uh, I mean, I said, I said it in our preview. I said six and ten. Uh, with Mason Rudolph now, I'm going eight and eight. I'm a Mason guy. They're gonna they're gonna come together. You know, uh, Steelers fans have been talking all off season about 
addition uh, with subtraction. They got rid of the distractions, and now uh, they can really focus. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even take himself serious. Hey, bro, y'all traded y'all players and then lost Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. They can really focus on I'm sorry. <laughs> I was talking about Dante McGreen the piece. <laughs> <laughs> so nah, he's bad. Like he's yeah, bad, bro. He's he's like, bad, bro. He's terrible, bro. Why don't y'all? Why did y'all cut Eli Rogers for this guy? I can't uh, wait to bring Rogers back. Oh man, <laughs> I, I hey, think I, I think the I think the series are actually going to surprise the 49ers next week. I think that's going to be a victory, a surprising one. Um, you said they was going to blow the Seahawks, Mike. I, I just <laughs> we got to surprise somebody. Damn it! I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's not making any sense to me. That's that's all I got to say. Like this, the Steelers have been good uh, my whole life, so to see them zero and two, it, it, it's surprising. I don't know. Um, Minka's definitely going to help out. Um, I don't know. I see your point, LQ, is that you, whoever you would have drafted, probably Minka's going to be better than them. Um, unless you were probably going to get, like, Jerry Judy. But if you weren't, like you said, you guys have hit on basically almost every wide receiver you drafted. So I don't see it as a, as a big deal. I thought going into it, I, I thought it wasn't a good move. But after explaining that, probably is because you don't need a quarterback and the quarterbacks are going top five. And you, you, your defense is pretty set now. So, yeah, get Minka to – to be that first round pick, I don't think it's a bad. Um, I don't think it's a bad pickup. It's uh, like uh, when the Cowboys traded for Amari, Amari Cooper. Cooper like, exactly. That was their first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. And it would be better than whoever, uh, whoever the Raiders got. I, I don't even know who they. Who I think they was Abrams? Better. Was it Abrams? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's hurt, and he's done for the season. So yeah. that's that's that. But enough uh, laughing at LQ. It's time to laugh at us. Oh. Uh, Micah. Uh, oh. Oh. It was a home game for the Dallas Cowboys in D.C. Oh, my God. 31 to 21. Uh, oh. Secondary can't can't cover Bro. anything. Uh, Josh Norman is done. So, I'll start with you here, Micah. What are your thoughts <laughs> on on the Cowboys? Are they looking like a Super Bowl team? And the Redskins, wh- what's going on here? Uh, I don't even, I'll go with the Cowboys first of all. So, I mean, because this – I feel like it's more straightforward of an answer. I mean, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, Zeke Elliott looks great. Dak looks pretty confident right now. It looks like he's running the system very well. Uh, <clears throat> last week, he was automatic for the most part. Um, we've seen a lot of good play from the Cowboys. Uh, they'll probably win the division. I mean, the Eagles can't seem to get over, you know, whatever they're going through. Um, but we kind of expected this from the Cowboys. They're a pretty good football team. Uh, now let's you know let's go to the the worst team in this equation, bro. The Redskins, dog. Damn, bro. At least I mean we, we did something. We competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're competitive. Yeah, we're we're scrappy. You know, we have a lot of character. Maybe like I don't know. At least Terry McLaurin looks real good. I about to say yeah, I got Terry, bro. That's yeah, Terry, Terry, Terry. When Haskins plays, eventually him and Terry are gonna be lights out. So I'm happy to see that. Um, our run game is non-existent, Popsy, because we don't have the best left tackle in the game, and we're also yep. playing Eric Flowers, which has probably been one of our best linemen. In that's, the last that, two weeks. that's the weirdest part. Eric he's Pop- actually he's actually he's, he's, he's been actually terrible, lineman. but he's actually been playing great. Well, I won't yeah. say great, but he's been playing good. He hasn't gotten a flag. Uh, he hasn't had a flag on him yet, and every yeah, other bro. lineman has. 
Yeah, bro. But like, yeah, our running game is trash, and we're acting. We're asking Case Keenum to play Alex Smith ball, and I mean, it's gonna look good. Case Keenum's stats are gonna look good. He's not gonna make terrible plays, but there's no playmakers. It's the same problem we had for for a while. I mean, there's no playmakers to surround these quarterbacks that can't get the job done by themselves. So, what equation are we really talking about here? The defense is, I mean, damn. Straight that's, up, that's it's, the worst part. It's, it's it's the worst part because it was so talked up, and even we felt it, bro. It was like, damn, our defense, our offense may be like average, but our defense is going to be competitive and play. Whatever heart they're missing, bro, it's just not there. It might be because uh, my boy Jonathan Allen is out, but like, we're not doing nothing, bro. We're just out there. It just hurts to see. I mean, we're competitive to a point, but. I mean, at least this week we were getting stomped on before we started, you know, actually woke up to play. So, we'll see, bro. I, I'm not expecting a lot from these skins. Um, you know, I just want – I kind of want the, the ship to crash and burn just so we can restart with yep. young stars. Like new Askins. GM. Yeah, new yeah. Coach, new everything. Give me a, you can give me a new logo, too, and, and a new stadium <laughs> in D.C. New name, new man. Got to get the new name. Yeah, bro. give me a new name, bro, all of that. Let's just restart because I'm, I'm done with this team, bro. Thank you. Um, as far as the Redskins, man, this is this is what we expected. Uh, honestly, nobody is expecting you guys to shock the world and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the score thirty-one twenty-one makes it look uh, a little bit more competitive than it actually was. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sold on the Cowboys quite yet. We've only seen them play the Giants and the Redskins. Um, and they got the Dolphins next week, so yeah, and the Dolphins chilling. next week, so we haven't really seen them tested yet. Uh, but they do have a stretch here where they play the Saints, Packers. Those should be two games that can give them a little test. But then we got the Jets there, Eagles, Giants, Vikings. I mean, they have a pretty favorable schedule to be honest. Um, I don't think their true test will come into the playoffs. Um, I think one of their main concerns should be. Just trying to stay healthy throughout all of these games. They do look easy on paper, but one injury could change, you know. Of course, it, whoa. A lot of these games are in prime time. They have, like, a lot of 830 games in the schedule. That's what I was just saying. But, um, yeah, we'll we'll see if the Cowboys could finally live up to those Super Bowl expectations that they have every year since 1950. <laughs> They've been a franchise. Prom? The Redskins, like you said, man, they just they gonna they gonna be a scrappy team. They're gonna be an all right team, but if they don't pull out with the W, you're not gonna be surprised. At this point, the Redskins fans just have to find the bright spots of the team. You got the Haskinson on the bench. You got Terry. He looks good. The problem with the Redskins, you signing people like Paul Richardson to five year, forty million dollar deals. They ain't doing a so damn thing. Three for sixteen. He's not, a, he's not a free agent until twenty twenty three. That is four more years. He is on Bro, the he's not even. I don't want him starting right now. Truthfully, <laughs> yeah, I rather have Doc. Bro, I rather have Kelvin Harmon, Trey right. Quinn, and Terry McLaurin out there. I mean, he 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 scored a touchdown. He, Come he, on, he bro. Three for sixteen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he scored a touchdown, bro. I mean, I don't like. That's the problem with the Redskins. Like, they always just – I feel as though 
they don't try to develop their players. They try to the they they draft a couple guys, then they try to make some big splashes in free agency and expect to make a run for, at least for the division. Like you cut DJ Swearinger. I mean, obviously he cut out. He you know called out the defense or well, he Bro, called who out cares? Whatever. It was shit. Exactly, he called out whoever coached, but like. You can't cut those type of staple guys. Yeah, they need soul, bro. You know what I'm saying? You cutting, you cutting the heart, the the heartbeat off the team, and then now you see the defense. Like if you have DJ Swearinger, and then you bring in Landon Collins, and then you know, then it looks better, bro. Like I, they're just cursed until Dan Snyder does gives up the team or something, the Redskins will continue to do this every single year. They will continue to do this. But the Dallas Cowboys, I'm gonna go, you know, I I'm sold on the Cowboys. Like they're doing what they're supposed to do. Like LQ said, I mean the score looks close, but if you watch the game, the Cowboys were just clearly the dominant team. Yep. And they were dominant against the Giants. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're not beating these teams by one or two points, you know. Dak, I think Kellen Moore is actually calling great games. He's actually, you know, going in and five wide receiver sets. He's not just running the ball first, second down and throwing the ball on third. Like, he's actually letting Dak throw the ball. So, I'm sold on him. Obviously, we have to see until they play more uh, uh, better teams, but I'm sold on the Cowboys. They'll definitely be uh, in that second round NFC championship game. Uh, ooh, NFC championship game. Okay. Um, I ain't said they're gonna win it, but they beat it. They probably beat they it. Beat it. <laughs> it's in All Jerry right. World. Cowboys. Uh, I mean, I, I see them. They're definitely a playoff team. I could see them, like you said, in the NFC championship game. Uh, I don't know. I. I like the way that Dak, Dak is playing. Like you said, Kellen Moore, they're able to move the ball, get it out of his hands pretty quickly. They are starting to get a couple of injuries here and there. And like you said, LQ, just trying to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. But when it comes to the Redskins, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. So it starts with – we talked about Jay Gruden last week sitting AP. AP comes in. He goes 10 for 26. Who cares? A touchdown, yeah, you pass uh, J- uh, Brown. Uh, that's cool. Secondary, Josh Norman. Like you said, <laughs> you sign these players to ridiculous contracts, and then they don't amount to anything. Josh Norman is not a good. He's not a good player anymore. He can't. He can't keep up with anybody. He's, he he can tackle, but that's about it. And teams have figured out just get him on an island and run past him. It's going to be a touchdown every time. Case Keenum, <clears throat> excuse me, who I thought was going to be the problem, he's actually been the best out of almost everybody. Um, he hasn't thrown a pick, five touchdowns, uh, 500 yards in two games. That's pretty impressive. Terry McLaurin, shout out to Dwayne Haskins. He told any team that if you're drafting me, you have to draft Terry McLaurin because he's a game changer. And he's proven in two weeks that he, he, he is. If it's not for Hollywood Brown, he would be the best uh, rookie wide receiver so far this year. So, that's definitely big time. But besides that, there's no bright spots. We still have the same injuries. Uh, our all-pro right guard has been worse than Eric Flowers, which doesn't make any sense. Morgan Moses talks so much on the radio, but gets holding calls every single game. And Donald Penn has actually been – he was last week he was the fifth best uh, tackle in the league. So it's <laughs> – everything is just backwards with this team. The 
what you thought was going to be good is now bad, and what is bad is now good. And Jay Gruden, I'm sorry. You're an all right guy. Everybody seems to like you, but you got to go. It, it just need new air, new stadium, new team. Just get rid of everything. I'm tired of the Redskins, and it's been two weeks already. So we we can move on from them and start with you, uh, Prime, with your your Ravens, who won again. Lamar looked impressive, twenty three seventeen against the Cardinals. What are your thoughts on the Ravens? How far do you think they can go? And what were your thoughts on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals? Since you you already talked about them, how you thought they were a pretty good a pretty good offense so far. Yeah, my Ravens, we looking all right, man. We looking all right. You know, we played the Dolphins and we played the Cardinals, and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. I feel as now this offense is complete. Last week, Lamar ran, like, he didn't even run the ball. He, I mean, technically he had three rushes for about six yards, and then this week he comes with 16 rushes, and he's still dicing you up with the passing game. So I just feel like we're putting everybody – on the eve. So now when the Chiefs they look at our film from these past two weeks, it's like they don't know what to expect. Last year it was like, okay, they're gonna run the ball every play until it's third and long. Now it's you know, the first play of the Cardinals game, we're on the three yard line and Greg Roman calls up a pass play. Last year we're not doing that. We're running the ball with Gus Edwards up the middle. That's and we're doing the read option. Now Everything is coming together. We finally draft a wide receiver. Jesus Christ. We finally get a weapon. And Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews is looking like a top five tight end. Uh, Miles Boykin is, is flashing here and there. He's still not there, but he's one of our better receivers. We just got to keep the ball rolling. And, and once we play better competition – uh, people will become more believers. But if you watch the game and look at the film, he's making throws. He's I've like he's not making these throws last year. Like last year against Kansas City, you know, he throws for about two hundred yards and two touchdowns. And that's when he was thrown into the fire. So that's why I feel like this week he's gonna have a big game. You know, he's gonna, I think he's gonna throw for three hundred yards and have three touchdowns. Uh just because what he did last year. Um, to speak on the Cardinals, I know I've been this, you know, Kyler talking bad about him, but he had a good game. Uh, a lot of his yards, if you just want to look at the stats, there were just a lot of – it was a lot of busted coverages we had yesterday, and they, uh, he'll throw like a nice little 15-yard route, and then Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald was running 50 yards down the field. For some odd reason, I don't know why that was happening, but – once we got into, they got into the red zone, we were stopping them. But Kyler Murray looked good. I honestly think once they shore up the offensive line, that offense is going to be deadly because, like I said, they're throwing 50-yard bombs down the field, and then they're still trying to go hurry up. Like, they're after every play, they're trying to keep the defense winded. It's kind of like the Chip Kelly thing. But I actually think this one is actually going to be way more efficient than Chip Kelly was. Uh, LQ? Um, the Ravens look cool or whatever, you know. <laughs> Offense clicking, you know. Uh, that defense is always gonna be a defense. Uh, this isn't the like Prime said, man. This isn't your uh, your your Gus Edwards, Willie Sneed, all of Michael Crabtree offense anymore, man. Them boys got weapons. Uh, I really like what Lamar Jackson is doing, man. Uh, 
like like Prime said, man, this year we haven't even seen a lot of Lamar's legs, man. Everything has been out of the pocket or on the run. So um, when he actually starts taking off and leaving that pocket, I think people should be very scared. Um, that offense that they're running in Arizona is definitely different. Um, it's a little dynamic. Like like he said, it's a, more of a college-style offense. Um, I kind of see a little pro-style elements kind of similar to what Kyle Shanahan does in San Francisco. But um, – I just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they can sustain this level of play. And as far as winning consecutive games over the course of the year, I don't, I don't think that's very likely for those Cardinals. Um, as far as the Ravens, they, 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 they AFC no champs right now until proven otherwise. So they playing like it. They're gonna keep it up. We'll see how long they can sustain it. All right, Micah. Uh, I guess I'll start with the Cardinals first, and it's just because I want to talk a little bit about uh, the new offense and Kyler Murray. Um, Kyler, bro, he he's putting up a lot of yards, to I guess say the least. Um, in the last two weeks, he's I think what two, three hundred yard games. The first one might have been like a two seventy or something like that, but he's been having a lot of yards. Um, and so it doesn't translate into the win. So we got to see him, you know, win a game and put together a complete game. But of course. At least this week, he was going against the Ravens, which one of the top defenses, not the best defense in the league. Uh, the run defense was stifling. David Johnson had no production. Uh, you know, we've all mentioned these things about the offense. It's really college-centric. A lot of, like, college, like, space and concepts and things like that. It's a lot of cool stuff they're doing. And just seeing Colin Murray's arm, like, his full arm talent out there is pretty, it's pretty good to see that they're not just, like, gadgeting him and making him run. He only had three carries last week, so I'm happy he's doing it through the air. Uh, and then, I mean, I guess on the inverse side of that, bro, LeVar Jackson's doing everything under the sun right now. If he were to crown an MVP after two games, I feel like he would be up there. I mean, he's doing everything. He looks great in the pocket. He's getting out of the pocket and still making great throws. He's getting out of the pocket and having 120-yard rushing games, which is amazing, bro. Um Having Greg Roman as your offensive coordinator is great, as uh, like Ann said, just because Marty Morningway would have gave Gus Edwards, or in this case, Mark Ingram, what, 25 carries for no reason. You have Lamar Jackson. You don't have to put all the weight on a guy like Gus Edwards or Mark Ingram to just run, run, run all the time. Lamar Jackson is dynamic, so let him be dynamic. We're seeing as they finally got him playmakers in Hollywood Brown. We're seeing – how things are coming together. Uh, Mark Andrews, hey, you missed, he had a good point. He looks like a great tight end right now. We saw flashes and things last year, but if he has a full season of this, and I think he could be a Pro Bowl tight end in the AFC. But, yeah, man, Lamar Jackson, he I think he keeps it going. The confident Lamar Jackson is one of the scariest things in football, and it's probably one of the best things to watch in football, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think Lamar has taken this. Uh, people saying he should have switched to wide receiver or running back to heart, and he's really perfected uh, his game over the offseason. Uh, he came, he's come out, and he's been very impressive in his first two games. Obviously, a big test with the Chiefs, uh, the, the Chiefs coming up this this week. But I do believe he's going to be able to step up. He did it last year; they almost won that game went to overtime. So I, I think there's another opportunity for Lamar here to show why he's he's a top quarterback in. The NFL. This is this is a big prove it game for Lamar Jackson in that offense. And Hollywood, what else can you say? He's he's Hollywood. He's he's literally been able to showcase and showcase how 
special he is. Um, I, I believe he, he caught the third down that basically sealed the game for for the Ravens uh, against the Cards and not giving them the ball back. So he's doing everything for you, and I think that's huge. Cardinals, I mean, I, I've always said that I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. Defenses look pretty good. I mean, um, yeah, defense hasn't looked too bad. Uh, the offense still still work in progress just because of the offensive line and just him trying to get to see, like, where to throw the ball so he's not getting it batted. But if he's able to put it all together, they'll be totally fine in a couple of years. Um, besides that, yeah, I, I think the Ravens are, are the real deal on contenders. I I want to move on to the Jags and Texans. I mean, well – I mean, we're, we basically already talked about the Jags and Texans with the Colts and Titans. We just, you can just go back to that part of the podcast and replay it and instead put Colts and Colts and uh, Texan, Titans for where the Texans and the Jags are. So we'll move on to the Chiefs and the Raiders, twenty-eight to ten. It looked like the for a quick second I was like, wait, is Derek Carr and the Raiders for real when they got that right. when they got that ten-zero lead? But um, uh, Patrick Mahomes came back in the second quarter with four touchdowns and put the game away. Uh, I'll start with you here, Prime, just because um, you're going to go up against the Chiefs next week. Do you think that their offense is as scary as it was last year? And do you think that they are going to be back in that AFC AFC championship game? Their offense is, is Patrick Mahomes, but Andy Reid, I don't know what he got to do to beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but he he really has the keys. Like, Obviously, the running game was non-existent. But Patrick Mahomes, like, I was watching the game because it came right after our game. And I'm just like, man, we about to bust the Chiefs. Like, they can't even do nothing with the Raiders. Next thing I know, this fool got four touchdowns <laughs> in one quarter. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, Patrick Mahomes is on a different level. They definitely can sustain the loss of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they have uh, – they have uh Nicole Hardman, uh Robinson. This guy uh he's a speedster, but he comes up big with 172 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey comes up big. Sammy Watkins came back to earth a little bit, but uh they look good. The the Raiders on the other hand, I mean, we, we don't really expect nothing from the Raiders. They're you know, they got their win against Denver to to to, you know, because they was on a high because of Antonio Brown, but they've come back to earth and they just thought they they are who we thought they are. They're not going to be that good. They're they're planning to go to Vegas. Yeah, uh, Michael. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I guess I'll start with the Raiders first because it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the Raiders are the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr looks like inconsistent. Derek Carr still. Uh, Josh Jacobs actually looks pretty good. He actually has a lot of rushing yards on in week three, so that's pretty good, uh, pretty cool to see. Just because uh, you know, he was holding out for a little bit when he didn't get paid, finally got paid, and he's worth it. He was worth the pick, so that's that's pretty good. Uh, outside of that, it looks like a team that's missing AB. That's a big thing. Yes, <laughs> Tyrell Williams is like you know he's pretty good as a second receiver to the best receiver in the league. Uh, Hunter Riffle will be a great slot like, with the best receiver in the league. Uh, your leading receiver was Darren Waller, a guy who we kind of saw on like hard knocks. Kind of came out of nowhere. He has not really been a proven player, so it's good to see him producing, but that's really it on the offense and then the defense. They're missing their number one 
round uh, first round pick and yeah, he's a dog though. Yeah, Able, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he tough. comes, when he comes back, yeah. that's yeah. They built yeah. something there with uh, Clean Farrell and and Aver. Yeah, no doubt about it. He is a dog. Um, Darren Conley got hurt, which is not good to see. It was actually a pretty scary injury. So um, we hope we hope you know that's good. Uh, then the Raiders are just the Raiders. They're one on one, which is pretty good for them at least at this point. I mean. Winning that week one game is pretty big, so we'll see. But I mean, dog, the Chiefs, Mahomes. I, I'm not trying to gloss over them, but this is this is MVP Mahomes, bro. This is what he does. He is the best quarterback in the league. Like, I mean, if, of course, not going to count Brady. Um, the running game was non-existent, uh, and maybe that's the one thing I'll say that's different about last year. At least with Kareem Hunt, that's Kareem Hunt. That's a top seven running back in the league, top quarter, top eight running back in the league. LaShawn McCoy, I mean, that's cool to roll getting back with Andy Reaping, but he's not you're not gonna get the same reduction and then Damian Williams there trying to use him as like a power back or something like that. It's not gonna be the same. Um they won't miss Tyreek Hill just because the offense and Andy Reid will be able to get the ball in whoever's hands and they'll make plays because they have Patrick Mahomes and I just feel like they believe in him so much they're just gonna ball out because of it. Travis Kelsey's going to be that rock. He's always going to get you seven catches for 100 yards. But when guys like Demarcus Robinson are going for six, 172, two touchdowns on six targets, it's like, well, damn, what, what are we stopping? I mean, Sammy Watkins, he got a lot of targets, had some stats. Uh, I guess you're looking for a guy to be that number one. It looks like Miko Hardman's going to step up. But it's business as usual for the Chiefs. They're 2-0 and one of the top scoring offenses and one of the top stat offenses in the league. So they're just going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, LQ? I don't really have much to say about the Raiders. Uh, it looks like they could use an all-pro wide receiver right now. It's very unfortunate they don't have one. Hate to see it. Um, as far as the Chiefs, though, bro, it's like um, I, I constantly see their offense progressing yearly as it did last year. Um, as of right now, with the injury to I mean, yeah, it's an injury to Damian Williams as well as LaShawn McCoy. So they're actually down to their third string back right now, which I don't think will be a problem to them because if they need to pass the ball 50 times a game, I think they can be successful doing that. Um, I think their biggest question comes along with their defense. Uh, it, it appears every year is going to be a shootout, no matter if it's the Patriots, Chargers, or you know, even the Raiders. In this situation, I feel like is always going to come down to their defense making that last stop. And if they can make that last stop is the biggest question mark with them. I heard they were interested in trading for Jalen Ramsey. If they could find a way to make that happen, Huge. I feel like that could be the move to take them to that next level. Uh, they made a move to get Tyron Matthew, which is definitely a step in the right direction. But as far as the defense being complete, it's not quite there yet. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, not too much to add there. The Chiefs offense, I still think even with even without uh, Hunt and uh, Hill, I think it's still going to be able to move and still be able to work. Just Andy Reid is just that damn good. The Raiders, I mean, who really cares? They're, they're going to be a 6-10 and 10 team at best, and they'll move up to Vegas. Moving on to the Bears and the Broncos, the Bears are very, very lucky to be 1-1 one one right now. Um, a lot of people had them go into the playoffs, but I think, at least for me, I think I'm ready to, after team that offense for two weeks, uh, I may be ready to write them off of not making the playoffs. They're just a lot better teams in the NFC. 
But I, I want to get your take on this, Michael. What What did you think about that Bears and Broncos game? Oh, uh, ugly football, to say the least. I mean, outside of the Broncos putting up 11 points in the fourth quarter, what really was going on? I mean, even saying that, the Broncos lost the game. Uh, Joe Flacco looks like an old Joe Flacco. He's throwing 50 times a game. He's doing his thing, a touchdown, a pick. Joe Flacco's a good quarterback. Uh, you didn't really see much out of Philip Lindsay. Also, I mean, it's because the Bears' defense is nasty, to say the least. Uh, the Bears' offense is terrible, though. Straight up. Mr. Bisky is not it. I don't – I mean, the Pro Bowl thing, we were all kind of skeptical on that. We all don't really think Mitch is that caliber of a player, but I didn't – I thought he'd be a little bit better than what it is right now. Um. You didn't really see a lot of involvement from guys like Tariq Cohen, who I was pretty high on. I feel like, uh, you know, gadging him certain ways was good last season, but maybe it's covered up this season. Um, the Bears are just underwhelming right now. It's it's I don't know. Maybe they pick it up later in the season or get into his midpoint, but if they saying this, they're going to keep playing games like this and they won't be in the playoffs, and I think you can write, write them off. Prime. The Bears suck. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky nice, sucks. <laughs> He's terrible, bro. I don't. Yeah. You take Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes. Jesus Christ, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. These like that defense is so talented, and just I know for them to be on the sideline watching the offense is just ridiculous. Uh, my boy Joe Flacco, he looking all right through that dime to Emmanuel Sanders. He threw that dime to Emmanuel Sanders to, to, to win the game. I don't know how they lost the game, but he threw that dime in the clutch, man, to, to you know, to get it, put him in the end zone. That offensive line is really the issue. I mean, Philip Lindsay, Lindsay is a good running back. He's not no scrub. He's a good running back. Not in league, he's good. And he's just seemed to not get going. He's rushing for 36 yards with 13 carries. That's just not going to get it done. But over overall, I mean, like you said, if the Bears continue to do this for about two more weeks, they will not be seeing the playoffs. Yep. I totally agree. LQ? Yeah, bro. Mitch, I don't know, man. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's been a lot of high expectations for Allen Robinson. Uh, I've heard a lot about Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, and the rest of their offense, but it all starts with Mr. Mitch Trubisky. And um, I don't know which Packer defensive back said it, but they literally came out and said after the game, all they had to do was make him play quarterback. Yep. If that's how teams in this league feel about you, I'm not quite sure you're in the right business. Oh, my God. So, I mean, um, as far as them making the playoffs and being the Super Bowl contender that everybody thought they were, it's not looking good right now. Can they possibly win their division? No. No. Maybe. It'd be nice. I like the defense. I I really like the defense. But as far as what they can do on offense, I don't don't know, man. Yeah, I I agree with you there. The Bears – I said it going in. I, I basically, I'm writing them off. The offense is just too bad for it to, for it to be something serious. You have you have to be able to put up points against the Broncos. I understand the Broncos have a pretty good defense with uh, Miller and Chubb, but the Packers' defense 
it's it's improved, but not as crazy uh, as you would like as you would expect it to be. And the Broncos defense, yeah, you you have two good DNs, but besides that, it's not really that crazy either. Um, I think next week will be against the Redskins on Monday night. It's going to be deciding if you can't score on that defense where they've been able to throw up and down. If Mitch has struggles and not able to get twenty one three touchdowns. There's no shot that Bears team is going to be able to do anything. Uh, looks like they have a kicker now, though, so that's a positive. You, they, <laughs> he had a 53-yarder to win the game for them, so that's a step in the right direction. Uh, so moving quickly to the Saints and the Rams, this game was America's game of the week, but ended up falling flat just because uh, Drew Brees obviously got hurt. And the question is, is are the Saints going to be able to recover these next six to eight weeks without Drew Brees and still potentially win this division and find themselves uh, find themselves in the playoffs? LQ, I'll start with you. I'm really upset. The Saints cried all summer to get blown out like this. Yep. You know I mean, yeah, granted, Drew Brees left the game. But uh, before he left, they really couldn't get much going. Um I don't I don't know what they can do right now to kind of I guess keep the ship going. Um Teddy Bridgewater didn't look good in his game action. Granted he he did miss a while with, you know what I'm saying, injury and everything else he's been going through the last two and a half years, but that's not an excuse. Uh Taysom Hill. Uh I don't know if they're gonna start him or if they're gonna I don't know what they're gonna do down there in New Orleans. Um I just feel bad for Michael Thomas, because I know that neither one of them can get the ball to him the way that Drew Brees can, and the uncanny accuracy and ability that he has as a quarterback, those two gentlemen don't possess. Um, I, I just wish them the best, man. Um, as far as the Rams, they did look like that complete Rams team that we've seen a lot from last year. Um, this is actually the first time I've seen their offense look as smooth as it did since maybe late last year in the regular season, they didn't look that good in the playoffs or to start the season versus Carolina either. So if they could keep their offense rolling at this high pace and high level, they can continue to replicate their success from last year. Yeah, totally agree. Michael? <clears throat> uh, yeah, so I'll start with the Saints. Uh, the Saints, man, I mean, it's clear to me it just missed Drew Brees on the field. After he got hurt, it was like a gunshot, like, Teddy Bridgewater stepping in there in the middle of the game is not going to be Drew Brees. Um, he's not going to be able to replicate Drew Brees in a matter of, what, a minute of preparation, two minutes of preparation, and getting thrown into the field. Um, as far as what's going to happen in the future, I feel like the Saints will be able to recover decently. I mean, outside, I mean, yes, Drew Brees is a big factor on making everything click on that offense, but I feel like Sean Payton has enough in his mind and enough football coaching talent to be able to muster themselves a respectable record over the next couple of weeks. Uh, they will not be a terrible team. They won't tank and fall off. Um, biggest thing for the Saints is just hoping guys like Alvin Kamara and uh, guys like Michael Thomas, even without Drew Brees, just start playing crazy. And you just hope that they take that next step and you know, kind of put the team, at least the offense, on their back. Um, while Drew Brees is out, and then kind of going to the Rams, uh, they look—I can say—they look pretty good. Um, yes, they did put up a decent amount of points on the Saints. Uh, I, I mean, 
looking at like Todd Gurley, he had have a, a decent game. Uh, it doesn't necessarily like the Todd Gurley of all. Yes, he was making some great plays out there, but it's just something about just like that burst that's not there. Uh, I still think he had, would be a great running back this season and productive running back, but it's not it's not the same. Um, seeing that offense do well is pretty good. Uh, and then I guess just talking about that defense. Yes, they were going against Teddy Bridgewater, but they were bringing some great plays out there. Uh, the pick by John Johnson early in the game comes to mind. That was a great play by Eric Weddle and John Johnson to kind of make that happen. And, um, yeah, when you have the best player in the world at defense playing in your line, it's pretty much impossible. Aaron Donald was such a problem in that game. His presence is felt every game. So I think they're still on track to be a playoff team and have a deep playoff run. So we'll see that keep going. Prime. The Saints are done. Whoa. They're done, bro. <laughs> They're done. I don't know how Sean Payton, like, if you really want to look at the football team, the team isn't all that great. In the NFL, we got to give credit to the coaching. Outside of Michael Thomas, what receiver threat do they have? Ted Kennel? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Like, y'all both gave two different answers, and it's just like, hey, like, Drew Brees is that football team. Drew Brees is New Orleans Saints. If you don't have him for six weeks, you're not – I don't think – I think they get two wins out of them, out of those six weeks. Yep. Bro. Like, I don't think they're going to do anything. I think now Drew – I mean, obviously Drew Brees is going to try to come back next year because he doesn't want to go out like that. But this was Drew Brees' in the Saints year to try to get it done, and now they're done. Moving on to the Rams, they look good. The defense look good. Aaron Donald's looking like the best player of football. Uh, I still got to see more from Jared Goff, especially his disappointing performance in the Super Bowl. But as of right now, they're a contender in the NFC. Yeah, I, I agree totally. Uh, Saints, Saints. I, I think just because of what the schedule is looking like, I think they may be done. Um, it's tough. Because you have the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the Bucks who beat the Panthers, uh, the Jags, that defense is tough, the Bears, the Cards, so you can win that one, and the Falcons. So you don't really have like a really like a guaranteed victory. Maybe the Cardinals in that, but the way they that offense look, it's going to be tough for them to to really bounce back from this. And by the time Drew Brees come back, if he decides to come back, if the season isn't already out of hand, then. You know, you know exactly what you have with the season. So this may be a lost season for, for Brees, and who knows if he ever comes back the same. But like we said, it's also a good evaluation year. They kept Teddy Bridgewater for a reason. They thought that he would be a good backup, maybe take over for Drew Brees. You could test it out now, see this next couple of weeks what he's able to do. If he's not, there are good quarterbacks coming out in this draft. You can pick one quarterback up and stash him away and learn under Drew Brees. So when that time comes, he can go ahead and. And take uh take over from from the goat from uh from New Orleans uh Sunday night football Eagles and Falcons really fun game probably the most fun game of the weekend Falcons do edge out the Eagles Eagles did have a lot of injuries um I don't really know what what we can get from this game it it was back and forth and the Eagles weren't really healthy and the Falcons had had got pretty lucky uh with a couple of plays also through that bad interception. But I'll start with you. Uh, I'll start with you, Michael. What did you get from this Eagles Falcons game? 
Man, what I got from this Eagles Falcons game is that both teams are a long way from being playoff contenders. Um, in the sense that like for them to be deep playoff contenders and possibly make a run at an NFC championship, they're gonna have to be better than they were um the other night because yes, both teams did enough to be competitive in the game, but there was a lot of mistakes. Uh first of all at both quarterbacks, there was five picks between two quarterbacks. And that's not good. I mean, however you want to slice it, bro, that's just not productive play. Uh, neither team's run game really got off, which is also pretty concerning. And then, yes, you had big, you know, big time, I guess, stats at receiver. Yeah, Julio do his thing, of course, two touchdowns, which was a key factor in winning the game. Um, but, I mean, I didn't really see enough by either team to really call them, like, dominant. Um, both defenses played solid. I, I guess you could say it was, a, a, it was a pretty fair and even game in a sense. Uh, nothing really stood out, and I'm just I don't know what to take or what to make of both of these teams right now. Kind of in this weird gray area. I had to see more from both teams to, to call them like deep playoff contenders. Yeah, uh, totally agree. LQ. Uh, my biggest takeaway is uh, I'm I'm just a fan of the. Uh, the star wide receivers this year coming out in prime time and doing their thing. Uh, we'll get into Odell in a second, I know. But last week uh, we had Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, showing why DeAndre Hopkins was the number one wide receiver. And then on Sunday night you have the exhibition by Julio Jones and the plays that he's made to kind of state his claim and show why he has the claim for the number one wide receiver. So, I think that's real entertaining as far as the game. Uh, like you said, it was a real nice back-and-forth ping-pong kind of game. Um, as far as the Falcons, man, they they got a lot of work to do. Um, that Vikings game was really bad in this Eagles game. They should not have won. Um, but like, they, like you guys said, the injuries kind of definitely helped them out. Uh, they got a long road coming ahead, so we will see who the real Atlanta Falcons are. And if they are who we think they are, I don't think it's going to be a great season down there in Atlanta. Uh, as far as the Eagles, uh, if they can get these this injury bug away from the team, man, I think they can go back to those Eagles that we've seen uh, a few years ago. They did show some flashes on defense that were the old Eagles. Um, their secondary has been getting bullied, however, so they definitely need to make some adjustments back there. However, it be through free agency or via a trade, something has to be done. Prime. Uh, the Falcons' defense looked good. Uh, Matt Ryan's coming on a slow start this season. Uh, Julio Jones been saying it, man. The Best receiver in the league. I don't know. Then she's finally throwing him the damn ball now. You see what happens when you throw him the ball. But Carson Wentz and the Eagles, I don't know what they're doing in the first half. And then they're just – they're coming out guns blazing in the second half. And like LQ said, the Falcons shouldn't have won that game. I mean, could have Matt Ryan and the Falcons come down the field after Nelson Aguilar, you know, scores that touchdown. I have faith that, you know, him and Julio Jones could have came down the field and scored. But if you want to look at that particular play, that play was supposed to win the game. And yeah, he had a big catch on the what was like a fourth down, I think the fourth or fourth and long. Uh, Carson went through the like the little hail mary to Nelson Aguilar, and he caught it. But they were they were supposed to win that game, 
But overall, this was a, a good back and forth game, but I don't know what's wrong with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is very talented, but he's just it just looks like he's just playing Madden. Like he's pumping <laughs> the ball and he picks it up and just heaves it down the field. Like he's still going through his young growing things because these past couple of seasons he's been hurt. So I, I just think he's still going through this uh the the young quarterback stage. Yeah. I agree there with Carson with the Eagles. Feels like Deshaun Watson is uh, Deshaun Jackson is always out for three or four weeks throughout the season. Yeah, he had some injury that's sidelined him for the next two to three weeks. Uh, he'll have another one like week eleven or week twelve. Everybody, it felt like everybody on that team got hurt, and I don't know. I always say the Redskins had it bad, but the Eagles have have been have been hit a, a pretty bad too with the injury bugs. Um. Julio Jones just shows how amazing he is. Matt Ryan is just the worst quarterback in the red zone. I don't know what happens when he gets around the red zone, but it just it's just bad things always seem to happen, throwing an interception uh, in that red zone. I think both teams are still pretty good. It's still too early to tell uh, what could happen. I thought the Eagles were going to fight with the Cowboys for the division. What I've seen from the first two weeks, because realistically, that's what they did week one against the Redskins. They're not going to be able to do that against a good team where they, like you said, starting off slow, it's not going to work. Uh, the Falcons also, they are just up and down. So it's going to be interesting to see how both these teams play out uh, throughout the season. And finally, Monday night, we had uh, the Browns and the Jets. Browns won that 20, what, 23 to 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nothing to talk about the Jets. Uh, Sam Donald's out with Mono. Second backup quarterback is done. They're third, they have a third-string quarterback now. So they're done for this season. Their schedule is brutal. So we can stop talking about them. But I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns. A lot of hype coming into the season. Lost last week. Uh, looking to bounce back. I guess they kind of did, but I still wasn't really impressed with uh, their team. LQ, what were the thoughts on the Browns? <laughs> um, they're not the Super Bowl team that we thought they are. Um, I think that was exposed week one, and I think we've seen a little bit of that week two. Um, if they played a competent football team, yeah, they may have won the game, but I don't think the margin of victory is that high. Um, the Jets just couldn't get anything going offensively, be it the run game or anything in the air. Uh, Miles Jackson had a field day over there. Um, he was called for a lot of offside penalties and a few others. Um, but the Jets, man, they it's it sucks, man. You guys had them uh, maybe – in hopes of catching a wild card or, you know, turning some heads. But with the amount of injuries and the way that they're piling up, I don't I don't think that they're even going to go 500 this year. Um, like you guys said, the schedule is brutal. The injuries, um, Adam Gase, I don't know his philosophy on offense and what they tried to do, but it's, it's not going down. Yep. Prime? The Browns suck. They, if you want, like, if you didn't watch the game and, like, maybe you fell asleep and you looked on, like, online, oh, they won 23-3. They bust them. No, that was far from the case. Like, it was really 17-3. Odell just like, yeah. were The Jets <laughs> were in the game the entirety of the game. They just didn't have their quarterback. So they couldn't do anything. Uh. If you want to look at, like I said, you want to look at the stats. Baker Mayfield, 19 for 35, 325 for touchdown. Like, dang, Baker went off. Baker missed so no. many throws yesterday. He missed 
it's just a lot of penalties. Nick Chubb, he Nick Chubb didn't even look that good. I know he scored a touchdown. Odell, even before the touchdown, was having a so-so game. Like they just, it's like I said, like they're talented, but Freddie Kitchens, I don't think was the right choice for the head coach. I think Greg uh, Williams, the coach who's the defensive coordinator who's actually for the Jets, was supposed to be the head coach because once Hugh Jackson left and he was. Uh, was the the interim? He had that football team up and running, and the even the defense on the Browns isn't. I mean, of course, Miles Garrett went off, but they just don't. As a tidy of the team, they just don't look that impressive. Like, yeah, they won twenty three to three, but they should have won forty five to three. Like, they're on the third string quarterback. The defense is on the field the entirety of the game, and you mustered up. 16 points and then Odell just takes a slant to the house. So yep. they just don't they just they didn't look good to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh Michael. Man, you said my point like perfectly, bro. I mean, outside of Odell doing what he did, what did the Browns do yesterday? I mean, Baker Mayfield, he looks eh, he was just like, all right, what is this? A lot of weird stuff, things you thought that would be corrected that aren't going on out there. Um Truthfully, I feel like, at least in the Browns' case, if they were playing a healthy Jets team with a starting quarterback, they might have lost this game off of the fact that they're not producing the way we all thought they were produced. Um, shout out to Le'Veon Bell just to touch on the Jets. He was super bad yesterday. Yeah, doing everything. <laughs> Le- Free Bell, Mister Two Thousand, Mister Two Thousand All-Purpose Yards is acting like Mister Two Thousand All-Purpose Yards, and you let us see it because he's that talented, bro. He really is that talented. Uh, that fumble is weird, though, that, that weird fumble. But, I mean, yeah, it's week two, whatever. Um, Turn it back on the Browns, though, bro. I mean, they got to be better than what they were or they're not going to be in the playoffs. Um, And I, I'm not super high on the Browns. Um, I don't – I didn't really think they were a playoff team just for the fact that at least when the Steelers still had been, I figured they had to go through the Steelers and the Ravens even try to do that. Uh, the Browns are – they're not there yet, and they're still – Two years from what? Owen sixteen. Yeah. One and thirty-one. Like I mean, they're they're a t- football team that's coming together, but they're still a project. You still have a lot of guys, young guys, you're going to rely on. You still have players that's not even playing yet. They don't even have Kareem Hunt yet. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do over this time. The schedule is, it's I mean, it's not easy. They got the Rams. Um, yeah, it's it's not I, easy, I think bro. They're, they're lose that game. Oh yeah, I don't, the Rams are going to beat the Browns. Yep. Yep. It's going to be one and two. Yeah, it's just you hope you hope that the Browns don't get too low on themselves because they are a, a good football team. They trend higher than other teams were, would or will throughout the rest of the season. You just hope that they don't you know lose track of what they are because they're such a young team. You don't have that guy like Ant said, like Greg Williams in their in their face about it. You know, so we'll see what the Browns um. The Jets, they just need Sam Darnold back. It's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, the Browns, even though I didn't have them winning the division, I was a very, I was very high on the Browns. Uh, I don't know if it's a product of new coach, new players, new scheme, new everything, basically. But this team just, they don't look right. Uh, couldn't really, they got into the uh, red zone or Jets territory a couple of times. They had them to field goals. Baker is not hitting, hitting the passes you would expect him to. I mean, Jarvis Landry is doing his thing, getting four or five yards each catch. 
but they they don't look right together. Uh, I think it could be it could be a blowout for the Rams uh, truly uh, on Sunday just because this team they they don't look like totally complete yet. I think I'll give them to week six or seven to see where they are with the development. They do have a lot of weapons and it probably can end up working, but I still didn't think it was a great game for for the Browns. But that's going to wrap up uh, coverage of week two of the NFL season. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, to talk about week three, uh, break down everything, and uh, give our predictions on what we think is going to happen. But for Mike, for Micah, for LQ, and for Prime, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.